Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. I said, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. It feels so good to be in the house of the Lord. You may be seated if you can. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give me some more monitor, brother, please. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is so good. Amen, church. Amen. We thank the Lord for allowing us to be here today. It is a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. Come on, somebody. Give God a round of applause. He's worthy of all the praise, all the worship. We thank the Lord. Amen. For allowing us to be here. Amen. We have uh, limited space. Amen. So just make room for your neighbor. Amen. With the help of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me. Amen to, I think it's Mark chapter 14. I'm sorry, John chapter 14. Amen. John chapter uh, 14. Lord have mercy. Amen. The devil is a liar. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Technology just messed me up. Amen. John chapter 14, and let's go to verse 5. If you have it, say amen. Amen. The Bible says, Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should known you should have known my father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He's, he that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou, show us the Father? Believest not, believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He does the works. Believe me not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Everybody say work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, uh, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. The world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for you dwell with you, he dwells with you, and you shall be in him, I'm sorry, and shall be in you, and I and I'm sorry, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer and ask him to bless this preaching here today. Amen. Amen. 
Let's pray. Jesus, Lord, we give you the honor, the glory. We ask you, Lord, to give us wisdom and understanding, revelation, that your name may be uplifted, that you may be praised. We thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That last verse says, Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And you, and I, uh, I, and I not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Amen. The, uh, the subject that we've been studying on, amen, has been on the one true God, has been on the oneness on this month. And I want to go ahead and share with you because sometimes it feels like, uh, it is, uh, the Father. We, we, when Jesus speaks, he says the, the Father and then he speaks about himself. And I kind of want to break that down for you so that you understand it, so that we can understand what God is saying to us. Can you say amen, church? Not only that, but we have to understand who God is. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, understand who God is. Amen. So I want you to see it today with the help of the Lord. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed in the world, and received up into glory. So the Bible tells us that here, without controversy, without argument, without any kind of uh, debate, he said God was manifested in the flesh. Amen. So the Bible tells us that here when uh, the creation of the world was happening, amen, Jesus was the thought and the plan of, uh, of the creation of, of uh, the actual creation that was taking place. Jesus was the thought and the plan in the thought of God. He wasn't an existence in a person form of what most people will tell you that he was an existence in the person form uh, in the beginning of the world. He was just a thought and a plan according to John chapter 1 verse 1. The Bible tells us in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. We note and understand that the thought that was with God from the beginning of the foundations of the world. It doesn't mean that there was a second one, there was a third one or a fourth or a fifth. It just means the thought was there in the beginning. And this is why John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We know in the beginning, in John 1.1, it says, The Word was translated into plan or thought. In the beginning was the plan, and the plan was with God, and the plan was God. And verse 14 tells us, And the plan became flesh and dwelt among us. Not only that, but the Bible tells us that here, uh, when he was uh, God Almighty here walking on the earth, prior to him walking on the earth, God Almighty um, manifested in the flesh, the Bible tells us that here the Jewish people would see that God was God Almighty. As a matter of fact, they would remind them about uh, Egypt and how he brought them out of Egypt, and the the Jewish people only knew of one God. They didn't know of another God. They didn't know of another God beside one God. Amen. All they knew is one God. As a matter of fact, Isaiah tells them, besides me, there is no God. Amen. I, even I am God. And besides me, there is no Savior. So I want you to understand that here, the Jewish people understood that there was only one God from the beginning. 
Everybody say one God. So they didn't know about the two, they didn't know about three, they don't know about four or five, but they seen different manifestations of God. And this is one of the reasons why the Bible tells us that Jesus is speaking to Philip and he's telling him what he's telling him. Philip is saying, wait a minute, I'm wondering, show us the Father. You have to understand that in the beginning, it's talking about uh, when a father becomes a father, he begets. He has to have a child. Well, the Bible tells us that here, uh, prior to me having a, a child, I was not a father. But yet when the, the, the relationship that we have with God, amen, as far as God the Father, the Bible tells us that here we are looking at because he has a relationship uh, of creation. And then the son has a son, uh, the son has a, a relationship of redemption. And the Holy Ghost is one of regeneration. So the Bible's telling us that here in these relationships, it's for basically our salvation. The plan of salvation for mankind. It doesn't mean there's three different gods. It doesn't mean there's four different gods. It means the manifestations of God. Here you have to understand that here when God created the earth, he was the father of creation. The Bible says that when Jesus calls his father, he's looking at relationship between uh, God and him. He's looking at the humanity and the relationship that we're supposed to have. Abraham is the father of many nations, but yet the Bible's describing what he is, what he, he is like. So I want you to understand that when Jesus was born, he was begotten. He was uh, a God almighty robed in the flesh. He was part man, I'm sorry, fully man and fully God. And here when he is fully man and fully God, the Bible tells us that he's walking here on the earth and he's describing to all the Jewish people and yet this is why they're so confused in their heart and their mind. As a matter of fact you have the Pharisees that say wait a minute this man can't forgive God can't forgive sins only God can forgive sins. When he starts to say your sins are forgiven they start to look back and start pull, pulling back and saying wait a minute only God can forgive sins but yet they fail to realize that it was God robed in the flesh and it was right in front of them. This is one of the reasons why they started to recognize and say when Philip started to say, wait a minute, show us the father. He said, Philip, don't you understand that the very works, the very acts that I do, the spirit of the Lord would do those. The spirit of the Lord would take you out of Egypt, the tabernacle, the power of God. You could see it. But he says, when you see the father, you see me. And if you don't believe that, then believe me for the very works that I do because only God can heal, only God can deliver, and only God can set free. It is only God that can do these things. This is why they started to ponder upon their heart and their mind and say, wait, what kind of man is this? It's that the winds can even listen to him. That nature itself can listen to this man. When they started to see this, they started saying, how can this man do these things? Amen. Unless God is with them. If you have Nicodemus that even said, we know that you are a man sent from God because no man can do these things unless God be with him. He failed to realize that it was God Almighty standing in front of him, amen, robed in the flesh when he started to look at Jesus a different way. 
Most people see Jesus a different way, a different way, an outlook, but you have to understand that he is the God of glory. In creation, he is the father because when Jesus Christ was born, he says the son of God. As the son of God, God became the father because he had a son. Amen. Now he has the son, which is there and on, on earth. And here that he's there on earth, he's representing his, the heavenly father. And one of the things that I want you to understand is that you have not seen God at any time and the spirit of the Lord. And this is why Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God. And when he starts to do these works, they start to ponder upon themselves and they start to say, as he says, peace be still. And the winds were peaceful. They started to start to ponder upon themselves and think, how can this man do this unless God is with him? Unless he is God. I don't, they, they understood that God has the power to heal. They understood that God has the power to go ahead and deliver and set free and say what he's going to say but now you have Jesus on the scene and he is God manifested in the flesh and they're pondering upon this is why they're saying wait a minute who do men say that I am Jesus tells them who do men say that I am he said you are the Christ the son of the living God the revelation has to come to you even though Jesus was there for three and a half years with them the revelation has to come to you of who God is he's not a figment of your imagination he's not just somebody a storyteller he's not somebody there he's God robed in the flesh and now he can relate to you and to me he can relate to everything that we do this is God almighty here you have to understand it's sometimes I can't comprehend it because you have the God of glory that created heavens and earth five million galaxies created everything on the earth and here he can come and be with you it blows my mind that God even loves us so much that he robed himself in flesh and died on the cross so that he could be the savior of your sins. That blows my mind. That God didn't have to do anything, but because of his love and his mercy, he robed himself in flesh and came down and died on the cross for you and me. Who, who is man? The Bible says here, you have to understand that here, when God says, come, let us reason together, though your sins be as scarlet and be white as snow. The Bible's telling us that here, God doesn't need us. We don't need, we, God, God doesn't need us. We need God. And yet he comes down and robes himself in flesh and dies on the cross for you and me so that we can have access into the presence of almighty God. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful unto the Lord for him to have give us access into his mercy and into his presence and into his grace. Amen. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. Does anybody thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ for picking you up and turning you around and giving you another life? That's our God. Our God is the God of glory that can robe himself in flesh. And the Bible tells us that here, this is why for three and a half years, 
their thinking, the Jewish, the, 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 uh, Jewish people, the, the disciples are thinking, wait a minute, why is this? And they're starting to look at all the miracles that he's doing. He's raising the dead. He's feeding the 5,000. He's, he's walking on water. He says, man, nobody, nobody can do these things. Amen. God, it has to be inside of him. So that when Philip asks him, where is the father? Show us the father. He says, look, the acts that I am doing represent the power of Almighty God. This is why the Bible says that all the full bodily dwells in Jesus Christ. Everything, all the Godhead full bodily dwells inside of Jesus. I'm here to tell you that when Jesus started to do the miracles, they started to understand this has to be God robed in the flesh. This has to be a God of glory. The one that we read about, the one that we talked about, the one that we seen, the one that our far, far, forefathers had talked about, about Egypt. This is God Almighty robed in the flesh. And here he is ready to save us from our sins. He don't have to save you from any sin. He could have started over all over as soon as Adam sinned. He could have started over. But because of his mercy and his grace, he had a plan already to go ahead and bring you back and get you baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on, somebody. The disciples started to understand that this is why it was a process. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, it's a process. It's your, your salvation is a process. You can't just go ahead and start praying people through and start doing all kinds of stuff because it's a process. Amen. You got to get to one level and we're revelation and the next level and the next level. It's a revelation. It's a process. Turn to your neighbor and tell them it's a process. Some of you ain't there yet. You got to get there. And that's why Peter had to not deny the Lord first. And then he came back and said, 14 days later, 10 days later, he was preaching on the day of Pentecost because he understood God's mercy is so big. He doesn't even have to be down here, but God's mercy is so big that I can pick up and start preaching and giving God the honor and the glory and the praise. This is why they asked the question, show us the Father. But he answered and said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. When a person sees, uh, he can't see the spirit of the Lord, but he says, I am a representation. I am it. This is the one. This is the manifestation of who God is. I am God, the true God, and I am the one that you're going to see. We're not going to see three gods when we get, when we die and go to heaven. We're going to see one Jesus sitting on the throne. Amen. We're not going to see the Father. We're not going to see the Holy Ghost. We're going to see Jesus on the throne, sitting on the throne. It is God Almighty. And this is one of the reasons why the disciples started to get the understanding and the intellect. Even though God came as the Father, even though God as the Father creation created everything. Amen. The Bible tells us that here Jesus came down and became the example for the disciples. Step by step, 
walk by walk. Amen. He told them, pray like this and teach like this and pray people like this. And they went over there, try to do it by themselves. And they try to say, they try to pray somebody through and try to pray the demon out. And the Bible says they couldn't. And here, even though Jesus was walking here on the earth, he had to be the example. He didn't have to get baptized. He got baptized already to fulfill all righteousness and be obedient. He didn't have to do all of that, but he did it because of his obedience. I'm here to tell you that he wants us to follow the same obedience. He wants us to follow the same thing, the same pattern. Amen. God gets all the honor and all the glory. Not only that, but the Bible says that they became an example to all the disciples. How to pray, what to pray. He says, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He told them, do it like this and be like this and act like this. And Peter, don't be like this. And he said, wait a minute, the servant is greater in the kingdom of God. He said, look, at, I need to put this in perspective. I need to start putting this stuff in the right order so that you can understand. Not only that, but, you know, when somebody shows you something, you sometimes don't still get it. Amen. All of a sudden, Jesus said, I'm going to send you another comforter, and he's going to go ahead and come inside of you, and then he's going to guide you and direct you also. I wasn't only the heavenly father of creation, but I wasn't only Jesus here on earth, and now I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost that's going to dwell inside of you and I'm going to teach you and guide you in all things of what you need to do. We don't say the Father Spirit. We don't say it, it is. It, we say Jesus. We say the Holy Ghost. And when it comes to, I'm telling you, when the Lord starts to move in the house of the Lord, amen, we don't say it's the Father Spirit. We say it's the Holy Ghost moving because, oh, I'm here to tell you, when you say Father, you start looking around to see where the Father is. But if you say Holy Ghost, you know the spirit of the Lord starts moving upon the house. So I'm here to tell you that God is going to feel, Jesus is going to come in somebody here today and fill him with the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. We don't say the Father's going to come inside of that person. We say Jesus. God's going to fill them with the Holy Ghost and they're going to be filled with the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost. Because these spirit, this, the Spirit of the Lord, amen, as far as the Holy Ghost for redemption is for the proper plan of the, of the people. It's for the plan of salvation. And this is why we have the Holy Ghost. We have the Son and the Father. And I'm here to tell you that all these three are one, brother and sister. I'm here to tell you that God is manifested in the flesh. And I'm here to tell you that God is without God's mercy and without God's grace. Amen. We would not be here today. I said we would not be here today. I'm here to tell you these manifestations, these, I'm telling God is the, the perfect God. He is the merciful God. And without him, we can do absolutely nothing. And this is one of the reasons why you don't have three gods. You have only one God. This is why Philip said, show us the Father. He said, I'm going to show you through the works that I do. Amen. As the works that I'm doing, only a God can do that. Only God can heal. Only God can deliver. And only God can set free. God is the only one that can fill you with the Holy Ghost and you start speaking in other tongues. He said, that's the only true God. And here you need to understand that when God does this, you got to understand that it's Jesus right in front of you. It's the God of glory. It's the God that 
created heaven and earth. It's the God that go ahead and do whatever he wants, when he wants, how he wants. They started to understand this concept and this idea. And they started to see it and started to visualize it because they never believed in three. They always, always believed in one. And here, when they started to see this, and that's why he asked them the question, who do men say that I am? And who do you say that I am? He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. I'm here to tell you, brother and sister, friend of mine today, that God robed himself in flesh, died on the cross so that you could have life and have it more in abundance, uh, so that your name could be written in the Lamb's book of life and that you make heaven your home. That's why he came, so that you can find a way of escape and not go to a devil's hell but make it into the pearly gates and give it all you got and give God all the praise and all the worship and this is another reason why he gave you the Holy Ghost because you can't do it by yourself turn to your neighbor and tell him you'll kill your crazy self Because you can't do it by yourself. You need Jesus every step of the way. You need God's mercy every step of the way. You need God every step of the way. Ah, you need every, you need God to help you every moment. You need God to see you through. You need the power of the Holy Ghost to help you to understand what God is trying to show you. Because if we rely on our own feelings, our own emotions, amen, we wouldn't be able to go ahead and even serve God. We would lean onto our own understanding like nobody's business. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in the house? Come on, you got to understand that we got to put ourselves to one side and give God all the honor and all the glory and all the praise. We do not say that we are worshiping three different spirits. We, we wouldn't know which spirit to go to, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of the Holy Ghost, or the spirit of the Father. What we say is we can feel the Holy Ghost move. And when we have, this is why he said, when you see me, you see the Father already. The Holy Ghost, when the Holy Ghost is moving, it's the spirit of the Lord that's moving in this place. It's only one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. I'm here to tell you, you don't, you don't pray to three, you pray to one. And you get a hold of God like never before. You got to have a relationship with God and you got to have a relationship with the Lord like never before. It gets too confusing. When you got to pray to three, Jesus, Holy Ghost, and Father. But you, if you start looking at the scriptures, Jesus said, look, when you see me, you have already seen the Father. Because or else believe the very acts that I do. Because only God can do the works that I'm doing. And here, this is one of the reasons why the Bible says, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. I don't know about you, but I get excited when I hear about that because he didn't have to come and dwell on the earth or be cre or, or manifest himself on the earth just for you and me. He did it just for you and just for me so that we could have salvation here today. Amen. God's mercy and God's grace is so big. 
big. It's so powerful. Amen. That I thank God that he came down, rolled himself in flesh, and died on the cross just for me. That I might have life and have it more in abundance. That I might have a way to make heaven my home. I'm here to tell you, thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. It's perfect blood of Jesus. And this is why the Bible says he, he was born of a woman, but his heavenly father, amen, he was born of the heavenly father. Now, the spirit of the Lord, he, he wasn't a father at one time, but now that Jesus is begotten, he, he's a father. So you need to understand that here, when Jesus was born, it was so powerful because you have God there robed in the flesh. And the Bible's telling us, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I want to give you this example, that God was not a man in the beginning, and then he, he went ahead and, and he was sitting next to the throne of God, and he's a man, and then became a baby in the stomach, and then became a man again. That doesn't make any sense. The Bible's telling us that he was a thought, and he was a plan of God from the beginning. This is why he said in the foundations of the world, Christ was crucified before the foundations of the world because it was a plan. It was a thought. It was a thought that was going to come to pass. And this is why you got to understand that when God robed himself in flesh and he was of a baby, amen, he had no sin. He had no kind of sin. He didn't have to die for you and me, but he died because he was the ultimate sacrifice. Nobody else could have died for me. Not my daddy not my mama, not my mother, not my brother, my sister. It was Jesus, a perfect lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. Some people have been saved too long. Well, you forgot what Jesus has done for you. When you were crying out in the, in the, in the jailhouse, when you were crying out in the cell, when you were crying out in the hotel or in the hospital, amen, and Jesus saved you. Don't ever forget where the Lord brought you from. Don't ever forget when you were there crying out to God and God healed your body and God healed you and delivered you and set you free. Don't ever think that you can get comfortable in the house of God and say, ah, keep going, pastor, keep going. You better recognize that God saved you just as much. He didn't have to save you, but he saved you anyhow. And he gave you the blood of Jesus over your life. Come on, somebody praise God for five seconds right there. For the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, 10 seconds. Come on, we got some thankful people in the house. Amen. The one true God. Turn to your neighbor and tell him the one true God. The one true God, amen, that his spirit moved upon the face of the waters and of the deep. The one true God where the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the earth. The one true God that created heaven and earth. 
the one true God that went ahead and, and died on the cross for you and me. He didn't have to, brother and sister, but yet because of his mercy and his grace, it is so powerful. Here's where I get into that God is a sovereign God. And I'm going to tell you because God, he can, he's not a liar. I say, God can't lie. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, God can't lie. This is why when he said in Genesis 1.26, let them have dominion. When he said, let them have dominion, he stepped out of it from earth. Earth is just a dot. Amen. It's not a big place. It's just a dot in the, in the five million galaxies that we have. And I'm here to tell you that we think that this world is everything. Amen. It's not everything. I'm here to tell you that God is bigger than the galaxies. God is bigger than the earth. And God is bigger than anything, any problem you have. God is bigger than anything that you can possibly have. This is why he said, I'm about to give them authority and dominion on the earth. But when he says, spoke this, he spoke it into existence. He's a sovereign God. He can't get in the middle. When the devil started to, uh, to go ahead and tempt Eve, all of a sudden from one moment to the next, Eve was being tempted. He didn't step in the middle and said, leave her alone. Because he already spoke in Genesis 1.26 and said, let them have dominion. He stepped out of it. And now all of a sudden, the, 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 word, the, uh, the men have the power and the authority. And the devil comes comes in and tries to go ahead and tell you that you don't have power and you don't have authority. The enemy will come in and lie to you and tell you, who are you that you think you got the Holy Ghost and they think that you are a woman of God and a man of God. I'm here to tell the devil you're a liar. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I'm here to tell you that the God of glory dwells inside of you. The devil is a liar. The Bible says he's a father of lies. He's a liar. He's a devil. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. And the Bible tells us that here he gives them the authority and power. You know that the power and the authority all of a sudden now was, uh, was taken from the man and the woman. Because Satan deceived them and now was taken. This is one of the reasons why, amen, when the devil took Jesus to the high mountain, he said, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all that your eyes can see. Because he had forfeited, the man had forfeited the authority and the power that God gave him right from the beginning. That is supposed to belong to you. The power, the anointing, the authority, the real estate, amen, all the businesses, that's supposed to belong to you. Turn to your neighbor and tell them that's supposed to belong to you. You got to act like you you're, you have some kind of dominion. You got to talk like you got some kind of dominion. You got to walk like you got some kind of dominion. You got to start acting like God is going to bless you and you got authority and anointing. I'm here to tell you that God is the God of glory that can take you out of anything. And the Bible tells us that once he gave him dominion and power, the Bible tells us the devil came and took it. See, you got to understand that when God made Adam and Eve, he made them the fleshly form. 
And when he made him in a fleshly form, he said, this flesh can have dominion and power. This is why he blew in their nostrils. And the Spirit of the Lord was inside of Adam. He said, anything else that is not flesh or spirit, let them be, uh, let them be a forfeit. They're not going to be eligible for any kind of power or authority. This is why demons try to get in people. Because the demons know the moment I get into somebody, I got some kind of power and authority. Oh, I wish I had somebody that understood. A demon without a body is no good. But the moment he goes in there, he got the authority, he has the power, because God mentioned it in Genesis 1.26. Oh, come on, somebody. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? This is why I'm trying to tell you that you got to walk like you got authority. You can't go in rebellion. You can't go in stubbornness. You got to give God everything that rightfully belongs to him. You got to start being obedient to what God wants you to do. Because the moment you start being rebellious and stubborn, you got a witch in your house. The Bible tells us that here, all of a sudden now, he says, flesh has authority. Spirit, uh, anything that has flesh has authority. This is one of the reasons why Satan went into a serpent. If you read your Bible right, amen, the, the animals were created the same way that, that man was, except that, that God blew into the nostrils of Adam. This is why he had access into the animal and he can get there. He says, I got some access. I can get in. I can go ahead and talk to Eve and I can go ahead and tell her what she needs to hear. I'm here to tell you that the devil's going to try to tickle your ear and try to tell you something that God already told you what you needed to do. But he's going to come and try to lie to you and deceive you and manipulate you. Come on, somebody give God a round of applause. And the Bible tells us that here the devil has authority and power, but God gave the, uh, the authority, gave, I give you dominion. The flesh, I give dominion. I give power. I give you authority. And this is why when they gave it up, they have no more power or authority or dominion. It was so difficult for them. This is why some people walk around with no power, no authority, nor dominion. Because you got to understand that the moment that when Jesus was born, amen, God is not a liar. This is why he said in Isaiah 9, 6, he said, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And you shall call his name the wonderful God, the mighty counselor, the prince of peace. He said the moment that he comes into existence and flesh hits his spirit and hits the blood, all of a sudden now, Jesus is legal on earth. And when he's legal on earth, he can go ahead and cast out any demon. He can call it what it is. He can go ahead and say what it is the moment Jesus was born 
the moment the blood all of a sudden now was inside of Mary, amen, and it became, it started becoming a baby, amen, all of a sudden Jesus, the God of glory, became illegal here on earth. That's why when he was walking, every demon was saying, hey, leave us alone. He said, shut up, be quiet. I'm legal already. I'm walking here on the earth. I'm about to cast you out. I'm about to bring the kingdom of God here. I'm about to do some power and anointing. I'm legal. I'm legal. I mentioned it in Genesis 1:26. Let them have authority. Let them have dominion. I got a dominion. That's why he could go into the gates of hell and take the keys of death and hell because the devil didn't have no power over him. I'm here to tell you. This is why he went in all the way, got the keys, said, shut up, devil. I'm taking my people with me. This is why no demon could come against him. Because he, he was legal. There was authority. There was legal now. He was legal because what he said in Genesis 1.26, when God speaks it, he means it, he says it, and it comes back around all the way back in Matthew. So when God speaks it, he, now he's coming at full four all the way coming back around. And now all of a sudden he's born of a woman and he starts speaking in the synagogues and he starts seeing why. Because he had no sin. He was perfect lamb of God. And he said, this is the way it was supposed to be in the, in the garden. Huh? And this is the way it's supposed to be in the garden in the beginning. I'm here to restore back to you the authority that dad once had. I'm here to restore the authority back to you you walk with authority you talk with authority you walk you think with authority I'm here to restore everything back to you this is why it's so difficult for you this is why you're confused, you're sad, you're depressed because you ain't got Jesus in the center of your life. The moment you get him in the center, the moment you got authority. The moment you get him in the center, the moment you got power. The moment you get him in the center, the more you got power and anointing. Come on somebody. Come on, would you praise him right there for 10 seconds? Would you praise him for the revelation? Somebody got a revelation here today that God is God rolled himself in flesh. Seen the plan. Seen you. Robed you in flesh. Come on, somebody. Come on, you got to act like you got authority. You got to pray like you got authority. Disciples said this man speaks with authority. We ain't never seen it before. We ain't never seen it before. This man speaks with authority. Oh, I wish I had somebody that understood what I'm talking about. That God filled you with the Holy Ghost. You got power. You got to speak with authority. Church, 
at your neighbor and tell them, speak with authority. Quit talking all that negative stuff. Quit talking all those things. All all that depression and sadness and the worry. The devil is a liar. I'm already healed in the name of Jesus. I'm already delivered in the name of Jesus. Somebody got to speak it. Your daughter's already a woman of God. Your son is already anointed man of God. I'm here to tell you, you got to speak it. Come on, give God a 10-second praise right there where you're at. Situation! 